everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am your host, JP, joined by the other host, Mr. Nick Martin. How are you, Nick? I'm good, man. What's up? Oh, man, I'm just, we've got this string of amazing podcast guests, and today is, it hasn't changed. It, it feels like we're getting better and better and bigger and bigger, and today's guest I'm super excited to talk yeah. with. It honestly doesn't get any cooler than this last couple of weeks. It's been like, I know. I know. And wait till you see who we have with us today. He is an Emmy Award winner. He is a movie star. You may remember him from such films as Karate Kid 3 and got a lot of cool projects going on right now, including he's the author of a brand new book, which we are going to talk to right now. Please welcome to DadCast. Oh, The Way of the Cobra. And there it is, Mr. Sean Cannon. How are you, man? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, we're stoked to have you. Yeah, right. Now, of course, the premise here on DadCast, we typically like to uh, stay centered and talk about being dads, our role, the path, the journey, the adventure, the stories, the bad things, the good things, everything far and in between. And uh, if we do go off the rails a little bit, which is uh, very common here on DadCast, um, don't be too surprised, Sean. Uh, the very first question, of course, it's a rite of passage here on the show, and it is... Are you a dad? I am a dad. Yes, I am. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. How many Great. kids do you have? Uh, so I have a daughter, and my wife uh, has four kids. They're not kids anymore. Uh, they're all ever. They're all moved out of the house. We're empty nesters. But um, when my wife and I got married, she said to me, "You do know I have four kids." And at that point in time, they were kids. We just had right. tenth anniversary, uh, and so it became like the instant Brady Bunch family. And, um, you know, it, it was not without its challenges. Um, and now uh, I've got these uh, four amazing stepchildren that I love as if they were my own. And uh, it's been one of the biggest blessings of my life. That's amazing. Um, how, how old? What are the age ranges right now? So there are two twin girls that are, I believe they're 22. Um, uh, Michelle's son, Peter, is... Uh, 30, and then Gigi is, I think she's 27. Wow. And your daughter? And my daughter uh, is going to be 21 next month. Wow. So That's you awesome. just run the gamut. And how how old were uh, the stepkids when you became stepdad? Uh, give or take. You know, we don't need exact ages. Give or, give or, give or take. The, the, the twins were like 11. Uh, so there were a lot of shining jokes that went on. <laughs> yes. Uh, Anytime you uh, went to a motel, yeah, the long like, hallway, right? Like, like, yeah, like 11 years old, um, like, like 16 and 18. Okay. Now I, yeah. I'm, I'm a stepdad as well. Um, I entered the life of her when she was three and she's going to be 18 this year. Oh boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's 17 going on 30. Um, yeah. And it hasn't, as you said, been without its challenges. Um, you, in your case, as a stepdad with four, um, I guess I should actually back up and ask this. Is dad in their life? Yes. Okay. Yeah, very much so. So yeah. same, same with my scenario. And he's a great dad. He's, he's, yeah. He yeah. plays a part. Exactly. I mean, she splits time back and forth. But um, there's been... There's some been some headaches here and there. How did you, in, you know, if you had any, how did you overcome those? I drank a lot. <laughs> Ditto. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't need more, but I did. Um, you know, uh, look, I, 
I try to be the most authentic guy I can be. Um, it, you know, where I made mistakes, I probably talked to them a little too much like adults sometimes. Um, and, and, and said, look, you know, this is, this is difficult for all of us. There's a learning curve here. Um, you know, um, like you said, you know, I mean, there's times when it's hard, you know, um, you know, I was the guy that their, their mother, you know, decided to, to marry, uh, when her other relationship concluded. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I can completely understand how the kids felt that they were just, their reality was being completely uprooted. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I tried to be sensitive to it. And I also, you know, I tried to convey my feelings too, that, you know, you know, Yes, I'm stepping in as your stepdad, but I'm also like a, a guy, a human being too, and and I'm experiencing challenges and difficulties too. And you got to understand where I'm coming from. Um, and so, you know, I I think through attrition and through sometimes friction rather than absorption, um, we found our way. And and now, you know, I'm able to relate to them as adults. Um, my one stepdaughter. Uh, Juliet, Julie, uh, plays my daughter on Studio City. And um, cool. she's fantastic. And so, um, you know, they are, we are really fully integrated into each other's lives, which has been amazing. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, you know, you get older and your dance card gets full. And then, yeah. you, you, then you, you, you meet a woman with four kids and suddenly it's like, you know, you got to clear space for 400 human beings that you didn't know. And, and it's just, it's interesting, you know, and, and it, it's turned out to be a, an incredible gift. Well, you know, it also says, I'm sorry, Nick, it, it says a lot about, I, what I believe is your character as well. Um, there's not too many men out there who would knowingly jump into a relationship with a woman after the fact, Hey, there's four kids involved here. That's, you know, generally like, eh, maybe we'll walk you, away or reconsider yeah, things. And, you know, I, God, when you, you know, when you meet the right one, it doesn't always come in the package that you imagine it comes in. Right. And it was, for me, it was too good a package to let go. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, what I'll be honest, what initially I perceived as being, um, how can I phrase this diplomatically? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, let's just say challenging. Um, it's turned out to be really wonderful. Excellent. Nick, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. Yeah. You had something. So, yeah, my wife and I went are gone through kind of the similar thing. I brought, I have five kids previous. She had zero kids. So she came yeah. in as stepmom to, God, they were like seven years old up to 12, 13. And then kind of went through that whole thing of, you know, some of them are adults now moved out and they're, you know, or everybody's really close now, which is awesome. But it was, it was definitely challenging dealing with being the new mom and kind of, you know, not, not per se taking place of mom, but, you know, being another mom and another mom right. kind of right. finding her place. And so now we're dealing with, uh, we have our own little kids now. We have a two-year-old and another baby on the way. Cause, oh, um, wow. Congratulations. For punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Jeez, you started a baseball team there or what? Yeah, right? It's God. Yeah. Put a harness on that thing, brother. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, he did. He did. I, did. I got, I, I, I was fixed. And uh, I, like, I, like you, I met the right one. She wanted to have a baby. So I'm like, let's do this. and Let's do it. We uh, right. did the IVF thing. I got unfixed, and I love that. 
it's a uh, it's crazy and yeah. we find out tomorrow by the way the date tomorrow. of this recording is what july 16th 2022 um yep. i believe this episode will drop early august um but tomorrow saturday 17th uh, we find out boy or girl right oh that's exciting yeah. in this whole new gender reveal era yeah. of the world where you have to have a party for everything yes oh the cool thing is we're surprising grandma and grandpa so uh, we know what it is oh you, you do okay. you do I do know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Without we giving anything away. Oh, you can tell us, right? This isn't airing till August. Exactly. So you can yeah. tell me right now. Was I, I correct in my guess on Facebook? Just answer what that. I don't remember what you guessed. Sorry. Um, there looked like a little protrusion in the, uh, in the picture. No, you're wrong. What? You're having a girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're, I'm oh, yeah. finding this out for the first time, I'm man. This is like one of my best friends in the world, Sean. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Hey, listen, girls are great. You know, I mean, they're, well, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes there. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> they're great until they hit 15. They're, they're great they're, until they hit 15. Right. right. Yeah. And then, they're, hey, they're hey, like, hey, hey, buddy, imagine twins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're like your best friend and like you're like the king of the world. And then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, I hate you, Dad. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start dating. No. That terrifies me. That terrifies me so much. My little girl, she's nine years old. She's in there right now. She will probably poke her head out here any moment because if I go oh, more than 30 minutes without her, you know, by my side, there's something wrong yeah. or she's getting into yeah. trouble. Yeah. Uh, but she's going to, I got five years until that 15 mark. I, I think I figured out part of my apprehension I'm having too is I have to go through this again. Like I'm going through it right now with my 17 year old. And I, I'm like, Oh my God! I yeah, but you're you're gonna go through it with a lot more knowledge this time. Yes, yeah. a yeah. lot more. Not only not only, not only knowledge about being a parent, but you know, self awareness about yourself. You know what I mean? And and yeah. don't don't underestimate the importance of that. You know, but there's also um, a big difference too. Being older, like I was like being a like I'm 42 now. So being in my 20s was like com- a completely different ball game to now. Now I'm. It like, is. When you're younger, it's like you could, you could have played you could have played tennis with your kid. Now it's like you take the tennis balls and put them on the bottom of your walker. So yeah, that's- yeah, exactly. Now you have to play with them playing tennis. It's like, come on, what is happening here? Right. Oh man, I'm going to shift gears here real quick. Sean, you got a brand new book out. Nick showed it earlier. Way of the Cobra. Man, now <laughs> that actually spurs a whole new conversation which uh maybe maybe or maybe i'll ask later but tell us about the book man so way the cobra is a motivational book um cobra is an acronym formed from the words character optimization balance respect and abundance the structure of the book is that i'm your sensei you're in my dojo the chapter the chapters are divided into belts and uh these are the tactics and strategies that i've used to achieve uh, you know, some of the success that I've had in my life and to overcome some very large obstacles and hurdles. Um, you know, people always ask me what the genesis of the book is. And I wrote it shortly after turning 50. I, I started writing it anyway. You know, and I had had some pretty significant success and I had had some kind of epic failures, uh, some of which were uh, rather well publicized. And, I, you know, I was kind of looking in the mirror going, OK, man, what's next? What's uh, what's the next chapter here? And I was 35 pounds overweight. I had no prospects for an acting job. Um, I was, you know, being revisited by some demons that I thought I had long put to rest. And uh, I just realized, hey, look, I need to do some things very differently, very quickly. Uh, And rather than wait for my ship to come in, I decided I was going to build the damn ship. 
I just had to figure out how to do it. And uh, over the course of that one year, um, my second book, Success Factor X, uh, became an Amazon new release bestseller. My show that I created, Studio City, uh, was nominated for 16 Emmys and won three. And I lost the 35 pounds, now 40. And um, I don't say that to impress people. I say it to impress upon you what is possible when you're willing to get clear, when you're willing to really get in touch with what your motivating force is, your why, and when you're willing to accept accountability and responsibility for your life and you know, take off the, um, the warm blanket of victimhood and realize that not everyone deserves a trophy who comes in ninth place. Yeah. And that, you know, you, uh, you know, life is tough, but you know, there's, there's things you can do to make life easier. John Wayne had this great quote. He said, uh, life is hard. It's harder when you're stupid. And, <laughs> and I, I think it's true. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I certainly was doing that were stupid. And there's a lot of things that in, in the book, you know, I, I, hope that I'm able to give people better options. And, you know, it's a combination of philosophy and strategy and tactics. You know, philosophy teaches us how to be self-aware, how to ask, ask the bigger questions in life of ourselves and others. But philosophy without real world practicality and action is theoretical, right? And strategy and tactics, which is not tempered with philosophy is kind of like, you know, going 200 miles an hour in a Ferrari, but you're going in the wrong direction. You know, you'll get somewhere fast. It just may not be where you want to go. And so I, I just took all of these things that I had learned and put them into the book. And I, I, I tell people all the time, I say, listen, before you think like I'm levitating on top of some mountain in Kathmandu, contemplating my navel, I've made every one of these mistakes a dozen times over. So, you know, these are battle tested through my own mistakes. And if I can act as a, a sensei, as a, a guide to help you help yourself up the mountain and avoid some of the well-worn um, traps and pitfalls, that's what I'd like to do. There you have it, man. Awesome. Yeah. Author, Emmy award-winning movie star and uh, slayer of demons, Sean Kanan. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Most impressive. Man, oh, see, I'm on my eye. My, Everything is popping up on my computer. I apologize if you guys can hear that. All of a sudden, I'm getting bombarded with text. I should have turned that off like you did. Um, so it's not the first book you've written. You you mentioned uh, how many? My third. Third book. It's my, third, it's my third book, and I'm I'm well down the path to the sequel to Way of the Cobra, which is going to be called Way of the Cobra, Welcome to the Kumite. And that is going to be uh, coming out this fall. And... Um, yeah, you know, I've always I've always written uh, for about as long as I can remember. I've always written. You know, my dad was a guy that was kind of like a, you know, he ran a he ran a pretty big family company, and then as he got into life later, he started writing. And he, my dad's probably on his eighth or ninth book now. He writes uh, true crime and a lot of sort of historical books. And um, I don't know, you know, it, it's funny. I, I thought I got into acting all those years ago because I wanted to have a voice and I wanted to express myself and I love and still love entertaining people. But what I realized was I really wanted to do it to inspire people. And as I got older, I realized that my acting was only one conduit to doing that, that I can do it with my, my writing, with my coaching, with my, my speaking. And, and so it's kind of opened up this whole 
sort of new front in, in my career path. Amazing. Yeah. So man, that was, that was a while ago, man. Karateka three was what? 1989. Yeah. Now I, I, I got to ask Johnny Lawrence and Mike Barnes getting a fight. Who, <laughs> who, who wins, who wins that match? Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If, if, if you go by the canon information from the karate kid universe, yeah. I, I think, I think it'd be Mike Barnes hands down because Johnny was, you know, he was a regional Valley champion, uh, which is, you know, great, but Mike Barnes was a national champion. Um, you know, why wasn't Johnny Lawrence the national champion? You know what I mean? Right. Okay. But, but we don't know what Mike Barnes has done all these years. And we know that Johnny's been working diligently at improving himself as a martial artist. So I don't know if it happened now. I, I can guarantee that there'd be some blood and feathers. Okay. All right. Now, if, if John... Johnny Lawrence and Mike Barnes are going to see each other and possibly spar and fight any time in the near future. Just sit there and look good, Sean. <laughs> it's confirmed. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it at that. I, I'm not going to ask the question, everyone. I, I got to know how you pulled off playing the best bad guy in the Karate Kid series. Like, you are. I, I agree, man. He, you, he was he, the biggest dick out of all of them. <laughs> for sure. Like, For sure. It, it was, incredible like johnny lawrence was okay the the karate kid too okay chosen was okay yeah. but dude holy shit you know <laughs> um you were just me <laughs> yeah it's 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 funny uh you know i don't know if you guys are aware of this but i was actually i had they hired somebody else initially to play mike barnes yes i i and, did the wikipedia and, the i went yeah. down the rabbit hole man and they you know and they, they had to let the guy go after about a week and the the what I have heard is the reason they let him go was he wasn't able to um, be convincingly menacing. And, um, you know, I, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy, but I, you know, I'm, I'm an actor and I, you know, I, I, I guess on some level, somewhere deep down, I've, I've, I've got that ability to kind of summon that guy up. Um, I, I don't know, but um, um, you know, they really, at the, at the final tournament scene, they really allowed me to ad lib most of my dialogue. Um, and the karate sucks, know, Daniel. I, yeah. I got possessed by the spirit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for one, and, and also I'm sure I can attest for countless amount of fans of not only yours, um, but also the Cobra Kai series. We're crossing our fingers and hoping that Mike Barnes, Sean Cannon makes an appearance in the very near future. Uh, all I, leave it all at that. Can, we'll leave it at all that. I can tell you, all I can tell you is I'm as excited about season five as you are. All right. There's a, there's a lot of dojos that need some help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, okay, so we got about 10 more minutes, give or take. We've got a okay. segment uh, that we like to do. It's called the Fast Five. Uh, Nick just okay. asked. Now, granted, um, you may got to reach for some of these questions because you all your children are now adults. So you may got to dig back in the memory banks for these. But, Nick, have you put together a Fast Five? I did, and I kind of catered it to... Older kids this time. Oh, all oh, right. Okay. Look at you. Look at the yeah, big at brain on Nick. I, I did the Wikipedia dive as well. <laughs> all, right. all right. What is your favorite meal to cook for your kids? I saw your you love to cook. So, ooh, and my I'm favorite meal to cook for kids. Well, you know, there, there's this, there's this, um, there's this recipe in my first book, which is called The Modern Gentleman Cooking and Entertaining with uh, Sean Cannon, and I, I tell this story about how I had these two adorable, gorgeous twins staying over at my place. 
And I said, you know, we had uh, stayed up pretty late the night before and they were understandably tired. And uh, I said the next afternoon when they woke up, uh, I decided that I was going to make uh, a pasta for them called Papardelle Gemelli, which means Gemelli is the, the feminine version of twins in Italian. And so the whole little spiel is that it, you know, you're, you're thinking that I had these two hot girls staying over, but it was my little, my little uh, <laughs> stepdaughter twins and I made them this pasta. So I'm going to go with that one. It's uh, it's kind of a, uh, I call it a, a puttanese. It's a uh, half puttanesca and a half bolognese. So it's a meat-based, um, very hearty pasta sauce with uh, capers and olives. And uh, I, I sometimes put some eggplant in a, in a nice red ragu sauce over a thick ribbon pappardelle. So that's something I like to make. Delicious. Are you hearing this? This is way better than the mac and cheese response we get from a lot of dads. Exactly. Corn dogs. <laughs> Toast. Uh, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Uh, it would be uh, Sean Cannon starring in Top Gun 3. <laughs> <laughs> the Return of Goose. Her, I'm <laughs> Return of Goose. I love this guy. He, like, he thinks like we do. Right. He thinks big. You know, we, right. we've got, we got Tom uh, books. Should we give him a call and see if we can get him on? <laughs> yeah. So he can get you in? Damn right. it, Tom. <laughs> what, what is, what's, yeah, what's going on? Did you what? Did you see you. it? Did you see Top Gun Two, Matt? What, oh, that, oh, just are yeah. you kidding me? Wow! Well, not only did I go, my buddy's like, "We're gonna go see Top Gun." I was like, "Great!" And so I get there, and suddenly I am reverting back to being 16 years old, driving my my parents' Caprice Classic 90 miles an hour, pretending I'm in an F-16. Right? And, oh and, man! And they were they were giving out like. Um, studio promotional posters and pins and there was somebody handing them out and i was literally <laughs> elbowing little kids to make sure I got mine. like i was like who am i yeah I, I just you know that 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 film top gun was such a seminal part of my um you know of, of my young adulthood um and i was so hoping that maverick was going to be great which it was and i was waiting for it for so long because we know there were a lot of production right. difficulties yeah. and i was just like you know just just like a little kid watching it. i was like this is epic and we saw it at uh um imax yeah which made it even better yeah man i was i saw it in vegas and then i had to lie to my 11 year old son when i got back and you're gonna be watching this sawyer so here's the truth it's coming out um we got back and dad we got to go see it and it's like of course so i went and saw it for a second time but had to lie the entire time like uh, i hadn't seen it and be excited and pretend and act the whole right but it was absolutely worth it a second time that was I a great flick though. did they did they put the year like correctly for miles teller's character because he is way too young to be 34 years old Mm, 1987 man right 1986 was in and he was probably three so we'll call him three years old in 87, 97, yeah, 07, 80. 17, 30 years right there, 22. I say it's spot on. Yeah, I think it works. I think it works. I mean, I think if I think if I think if anything, um, wouldn't you guess that a that a fighter pilot who's in his mid 30s well, I guess they 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 they're not all young 22-year-old guys. Right. So I guess that's I, I thought it worked. I thought he was okay. great. All right. I, I think he's great. But, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> carry on, brother. What is your proudest dad moment? Oh wow! Huh. 
I think one of my, I think one of my proudest dad moments, I don't remember specifically what it was, but I remember I, I told, I, I, I not told a joke, but I said something funny in my weird quirky sense of humor. And like my daughter who was very young, got it. And I was like, Oh, thank God. She's got the comedy gene. Good, good. Because I mean, you know, I, I do stand up and I mean to have a kid that's not funny or can't comprehend humor would be crushing. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> Exactly. There you go. Uh, all right. What's one piece of advice for dads with teenagers? Ooh. For dads with teenagers. Stealing my question, Nick, by the way. You have well, I get, you know, I can, I can give you, I can give you a piece of advice, but it's a four parter and it takes a second. But basically, you know, a lot of times young kids will say to me, you know, can you give me some nuts and bolts advice for, success. And I tell them the first thing is you learned it in kindergarten. It's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's the first thing. The second is to be impeccable with your character and to protect it at all costs. Uh, To understand that what can take a lifetime to build can be destroyed in a second. And that that your integrity is everything. The third is to, to act with empathy and compassion. And, uh, you never know what private war someone else is fighting. You know, you, 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 we've all had that experience where you see an elderly person maybe in line in front of you at the pharmacy. And now they're suddenly paying with a check and, you know, the, the, uh, uh, film that goes through your head would probably get you arrested. Mm. And, you know, you don't know if that person's deciding if they've got enough money to feed themselves or buy their spouse's cancer medicine. And so just, just take a little beat and be just a little more empathetic and understanding of other people's um, potential plights. Um, and, um, you know, and I, I think really just being someone that is a, a, a do what you say and say what you mean individual. And when it's, and I guess the last, the last piece of advice, I know I probably gave you more than one, obviously, but uh, know that you're enough. You know, I think when, when you're young, at least with me, you have that tendency to be overly demonstrative and assert your personality because a lot of it comes from insecurity. And, and you know, cool is not how much you put out there. It's how much you can keep back for yourself. And, you know, film actors, you know, we have a saying, it's, uh, it's know it, don't show it. And, and I, think, I think if you just know walking into a room that you're enough, you don't have to quite try so hard and it doesn't have to be so anxiety provoking and stressful everything um maybe that would be some good advice there you go and i think that's going to be our clip (laughs) love Love that nick any more questions uh (laughs) yeah what's your funniest parenting fail oh we're going to fail back on yeah oh god um (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess my daughter had asked me to come in and speak to her. God, I don't know. It must've been like fourth grade class or something. And I was like, I got this, man. I do this for a living. I I go and speak to kids all the time. I travel the world and speak. And I got into this fourth grade class and I, I like, I literally had to fight off what I can only assume was an impending panic attack at flashing back to being in fourth grade. <laughs> my wife was in the audience and she almost like, she knew it was happening and was like laughing at me. And I, I, for a second there, 
I, I kind of forgot where I was and I, what I was going to say. And I just, I had to really wrangle myself. And, and that was, that was pretty embarrassing. I, I, I brought it around and pulled it together, but uh, it, it was touch and go for a second. All right. I've got one question, Nick, if, if you're, if you're done. I'm done. And then we'll get close to wrapping this bad boy up. Um, okay. No so there's two questions that I'm a little background here. Um, I, I've worked in radio for, gosh, over 20 years, um, whether your, it, your voice is glorious. Thanks. I know I got the whole face for radio thing and voice for it, too. <laughs> um, and over the course of those years, I've interviewed countless you know, musicians, celebrities, you name it. And uh, one question I always asked up until recently, only one person nailed that question. So just so well. And I'll let you know who it was after I asked. But it, in the meantime, a couple of weeks ago, we've had like three guests in a row answer it almost exactly the same for the first time in like 20 years. And I thought that was just so great. And then another question we had literally two days ago with Sean Patrick Flannery, which is the question I'm going to ask first. He answered this one the best way I've ever heard it as well. So no pressure, Sean. First question. If you could star in and act with any living or dead actor in the history of the world in a project, who would it be? Hmm. Um, I probably would say Robert Downey Jr. Okay, we can make that happen. That's still possible. But here's the thing, like I've got a handful of actors that I, I love, but there's the part of me that's like, you know, you know, you want to dominate the screen when you're in a film. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I love me some Nicolas Cage, but man, he sucked the uh, (laughs) oxygen out of the room. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so (laughs) you got to think, do I want to start a movie with this guy or do I just love to watch his movies? Right. You know, Robert Downey Jr. for me is just one of the greatest living actors, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Um, but, but I probably Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Now, do you want to hear the answer Sean Patrick Flannery gave? Um, sure. Is it going to involve him as an older guy? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, and it's not to knock your answer at all. Cause those were great, but he said, and I quote, I already did it. I had my kids in the film with me. And I just okay. went, oh, my gosh. Okay. Right. Okay. It's like, OK. And there's that. So in the other question, Good which answer. which you, you, you feel like is just a generic one that everyone always asks you, what's one thing Sean Kanan cannot leave the house without? Well, there's I mean, there's the obvious my phone. Right. Um, um, lately, it's been nicotine gum. Uh, you know, I, I don't even smoke, but I like it because it keeps me. <laughs> it's a terrible. I don't know. I should try it. Yeah, yeah, I like a bunch of little nicotine gum and get a little uh, wind under the wings. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really ex- exciting. I mean, it's like you know the normal, you know, wallet, phone. Um, I, I wish I had something like really uh, profound to say, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, my copy of the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Okay, and you know what? And that's perfectly fine. Like I said, been doing this a long time, and that is your basic answer. It has changed from laptops to iPads to phones over the years, um, to car keys and whatnot. But 
It was a fateful day about seven years ago. I'm interviewing Mr. George Thorogood. Okay. And he says, I said, George, what's one thing you can't leave the house without? And he, without skipping a beat, he says, kissing wow. my wife. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, without leaving. With, what's without one thing you, what's one thing you can't without, leave the house right. without? Kissing you his know, wife. That's, that's excellent because I didn't quite listen carefully enough. I was like, what is right. one thing I can't you know, leave? I have to leave with. Well, you know, thing, you automatically go to a possession of some sort. Yeah. And uh, yep. it went years and years and years and years before anyone matched that. And then uh, was it? Was it? Great answer. Was it uh, Sheck? Jonathan Sheck? Yeah, Jonathan's, John's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, oh, we, we had him on. He's an amazing yeah. guest and he got us Sean on. Um, and then it was right after that. I don't know, but they both basically answered it the same as George did. So now there's three, you know, people who've answered that question, you know, profoundly like George did over the course of the years. But so I keep testing a man and so I'm, I, had, I, had, I had kind of back to back, um, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> that really are probably not going to make the pro. So. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll, they can make the pro. You're on, on the show. The fact that we you're here on, on dad cast. Okay. You want to end it on a high note? All right. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Kanan, who cannot confirm nor deny that he will be making an appearance in any particular Netflix show that you really, really like. Uh, thank you for being on the show, man. Hey, man, thank both of you guys. It was like just, you know, hanging out with a couple of buddies, man. I hope we have a chance to do this again sometime. I really enjoy talking about it. Well, since you mentioned that, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, let me plant uh-huh. a seed with you, good sir. Uh-oh. Um, Every year we do a Father's Day episode, and of course, Father's Day has recently passed, so we've got many, many months until the next one. We recorded a few weeks before Father's Day, and it airs on Father's Day. Um, Our third annual version of that particular episode will be probably next May, late May, early June. And we've got about, you know, 30, 40 blocks on the on the Zoom screen with a whole smorgasbord of different celebrities, musicians, actors, athletes. It, it, it It's really cool. And I think next year, I mean, Jonathan's going to be on. Sean's going to be on. You're going to be on. Um, there may be some other guests that I'm not able to name yet uh, that should be on. We'd love to have you if that's something that you'd be I, interested in. I would absolutely love to just, you know, send me that reminder. Yeah. Uh, you know, in enough time, I'll block it out because I, I think that would be fantastic. Yes. To do a promo on your new book coming out, too. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love that. Uh, you know, let's let's keep in touch, guys. Yeah. And uh, believe me, when the new book is uh, ready to go, I'm going to I'm going to hit everybody up. So nice. Uh, and you guys will really dig the new book. One last time. What is the name of the book and where can everyone get their grubby little hands on it? The book is called Way of the Cobra. If you'd like to get an autographed and personalized copy, you can get it at wayofthecobra.com. Otherwise, you can get it on Amazon or Kindle. There you have it. Sean Kanan, thank you so much for Guys, coming thank you. Thank you on so the show. You've been amazing guests, obviously a great dad, great man, great person overall. For everyone watching. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that, Nick? Best bad guy ever. Oh yes, oh, but hey, a sweethearted heart. On your, uh, on your, the new addition to your family, man. That's really oh, exciting. Amazing. Everyone watching the show and listening, thank you so very much for your support. We appreciate you. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, make sure you subscribe, like it up, do all that stuff. You got a question for Sean that you'd like to pass along, or we would help to? Go ahead and type that down there. Um, look for him or don't look for him in the upcoming season. I'm kidding. I'm going to leave that at. He is Sean Kane, and thank you very much, man. We appreciate Thanks, you, and we can't Take wait to talk with you again. Right. We'll see you next week. See you.